Uh, welcome to Dad Bob Pod. This is episode one. Uh, we'd like to welcome uh, Travis Pickell to the show. We've um, got the commissioner. With your hosts, uh, Matt McNichol and Jamie Schleicher. Glad to be here. It's, it's super great to have you. It is. There's been a lot of anticipation for this all around the league. I've been getting emails and people are excited. People are excited. So, you know, don't screw it up. Yeah, I mean, there was discussion about doing it last year. It lots, nev- never lots, happened. <laughs> lots of discussion. But there were talks, so we had a year of building hype, and now we're, now we're here. It's kind of like Pat Mahomes. If you think about it. I mean, everything you'll find out comes back to the Chiefs, but, you know, <laughs> solid year of building hype, <laughs> and now we're ready to hit the ground running and, you know, win MVP. MVP? There's been talk. He's not even a tier two quarterback. Yeah, tier four. Tier tier four. <laughs> yeah. Dark horse candidate, but you heard it here first. Pat Mike Holmes. Sando is the biggest tool. Right behind <laughs> Yeah, he's terrible. I hate that guy. Alright. So. But yeah, so for those that haven't been here from the beginning, could you just give us like a quick recap of the history of the league? What year are we in? How did it start? That's great. Yeah, wow. Man, dad bods. Well, we're in year three, right? Is that correct? I think that's right. It's been two, two full year years. Um, you know, it's been a, uh, a ride so far. Um, my tenure as commissioner, I don't know how long tenure is supposed to last, but, uh, you know, this could be, I, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm suggesting this, but could be one of the rule change votes that could come up if you guys ever feel like it's necessary. Term limits, know, term for, limits commissioner. for commissioners, or put put up another option. But um, yeah, going into year three, uh, it's been uh, for the most part everything I hoped it would be. You know, chance to hang out with dudes, chance to have a reason to connect regularly throughout the fall and into the winter. Uh, a little bit of silliness, a little bit of you know making fun of one another, uh, mostly in good nature and. You know, I'm pretty happy with it. That's great. And you won the championship last year. Yeah, that's right. Who who was the first champion of the league? Is that Seth? Seth. Seth, Seth. Seth yeah. took it home year one. Trucker. He did, yeah. He may have won his other league, too, that year, the IJM league. He was, he was a monster. Unstoppable force. And then year two downhill. was... Mm-hmm. Downhill fast. Did Steven take it home year two? He did. I played him in the final. At one point during the last game on a Monday night, we were literally tied to the hundredth, to the second digit. And he pulled it out at the end. Justin Tucker, I believe, kicked the field goal. Well, can we talk about some league changes coming up? It sounds like we have a, a lot of rules that are going to be discussed in this first yeah, in this draft day. What's, yeah, what's great. Really excited. We've got some new things on the docket for this year. Uh, there are actually some issues that we need to address before draft day because they will considerably affect draft day strategy. And the two that you guys obviously know about are uh, draft format, auction versus snake, and draft league format, keeper versus no keeper. Uh, specifics to be determined on that one. How many keepers, you know, how many years you get to keep them, what the process is for that. Well, I mean, if we if we do a, uh, a keeper league, obviously we're going to do a, an auction draft. 
Yeah, so this is, this is a, a really interesting um, misconception, I would say, that some people have, mainly, I think, due to a, a sort of recency bias with other leagues that they've been a part of. Um, they feel like because it went a certain way, it has to only go that way. Um, I maybe have my own recency bias with a league that I'm a part of, which Ooh. is a uh, keeper league with a snake draft. And it works great. It's a really uh, great system. So uh, if you want to explain it, basically, you do the first draft just like you do any other draft. At the end of the year, you designate your keepers. And the following year, if you keep somebody you drafted, you get to keep them in the next round up from the year from the round you draft them or if you pick somebody up as a free agent throughout the year you get to keep them at ADP plus one so one round down from their average draft position um, so works great we keep we keep for three years and it is totally doable well now what if I draft somebody in the second round I don't want to keep them suddenly my first round pick is this keeper Yep, that's right. So you can keep your second round draft. You cannot keep first round drafts, um, first round picks. They go back into the, the mix. But, you know, I mean, I drafted in the 14th round Stefan Diggs three years ago. Got to keep him in the 13th round, got to keep him in the 12th round, then I had to get rid of him. Great so pick. in this system, you're probably likely to keep, you're going to keep somebody that you drafted late who ended up being a great player. That's the idea. You find the diamond in the rough. So I had Kareem Hunt in the fourth round last year. I'm going to keep him as a third this year, even though he's a borderline one-two. Wow. You can find these picks. Wow. Okay. Now, if we did this this year, we're talking we'd have a whole new snake draft, and then next year we'd start the keeper league. That's right. Okay. Just okay. like an auction, I suppose. You don't determine who your keepers are until the end of the year, correct? Right. Just saying, it's a misconception. As the numbers stand now, we've, we do have a survey going. Um, turnout is uh, not complete yet. Yeah, is, that, well, is that to say, are, well, the, are the early polls accurate? How do we feel about these polls? I don't know. Models? They're inconclusive right now. So the early polls are that everybody is willing to go with both changes. There's a differing level of excitement between Yasher and Meh. Um, but... Uh, when it comes down to the specifics, it's exactly equal. Half of the votes were for a keeper draft. Half of the votes are for a non-keeper league. Half of the votes are for an auction draft. And half of the votes are for a uh, snake draft. So inconclusive at this point. I'm willing to go. If everybody participates in the draft, uh, in the survey, I'm willing to just go with whatever we vote for. But. Well, and there are, there are 12 teams in the league, so pure splits, 50-50 ties are an option. Is there some type of tiebreaker yeah, in place? Commissioner swing vote? Could be commissioner swing vote. You know, um, yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I, I would be dispositionally okay with the commissioner swing vote, although I always want to manage the commissioner-owner relationships and not, you know, hmm. push around my own uh, desires too much. Um, Especially given that I won the league last year, and I'm just gonna know, go ahead. Just and, I'm just gonna go ahead and raise say the that specter. Of, I'm against that. I'm against that. You're against it. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Oh, I'm commissioner gonna swing vote. Totally. I'm gonna tally up afterwards how many times Travis references his winning the league last year. Hmm. Well, you brought it up that time. I, I, I brought it up. You brought it up twice. You brought it up. I've only brought it up twice. You brought it up twice. That's quality. It was a mistake both times. Let's jump. Talk to me. Punishments. 
punishments. We, we, we in this league we've had we've had some rewards which have been paid out. Pretty simple. We've also had some punishments, and we've had a, a problem with punishments being carried out. What's what's the story there? Well, I wouldn't say that that's the case. I'd say that we still have a little bit of time for Caleb to come through on his punishment. I will say that he has, from the beginning, said that he's going to do it by the time we get to this draft. Time is running low. We're going to have to see if it happens. Um, I mean, if we're going to have punishments, they need to have teeth. They need to actually happen. So that is a, a difficult thing. I'd be okay, given Caleb's situation with the new baby and all, of maybe having some flexibility of when it happens, but I can't imagine the punishment going away. Hmm. I think it would be great if we, we had enough time for a draft night and then we all go immediately to the bars for a Caleb stand-up stand special. Scene. All right, Caleb, if you're listening, let's make it happen. Oh, he'll listen. Maybe. <laughs> you're listening. So we're going to jump into ownership changes. So last year we had... One ownership change. We had Russ drop out of the league and Treyko jump into the league. Oh, I'm so glad for that. Definitely brought some new energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an active trade participant. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he hosted. I don't know about that. He rejected he, about 17 of my trades. Well, your trades are terrible trades. Historically yeah, awful yeah. trade proposals. That That's, I think I had. Okay, so this, this is the place, I guess, to, to announce the first ownership change. Whoa. Yeah. Breaking news. You, hear, you heard it here first. Dun-dun-dun. dun Michael Benz has decided... You're kidding me. ...to sell the LP. Wow. To the highest bidder. Now, this made me very sad when I opened his email and got the news, and I'm still sad about it. Uh, his reasoning was true to the spirit of the league, his understanding of the spirit of the league is that it's for friendship and fellowship and hanging out and he feels like he's far away and he's willing to you know do the league but that he thinks maybe it'd be good to offer his spot up to somebody local which i think is a is a very commendable idea so um i think we should consider it if we can't find anybody suitable he said he'd be willing to to stick it out with us but so how will we fill that slot? Are we taking nominations? Are we? Uh, what's the deal there? We should definitely take nominations if anybody has anybody in mind. I mean, I know before Trey was an active member, he was banging down the doors and complaining to anybody who would listen that he wasn't a part of the <laughs> league yet. So if there's anybody like that this year, then we should definitely get them, get them in. Um, well, speaking of this upcoming draft, we had a little little controversy last year. Um, Mm. Kind of wondering, is there any lingering resentment? How are we gonna? How do you plan to fix that? Well, tell me, tell me about the controversy from from your side, the owners. So mm. last year we had two replacement drafters. So, you know, for those that are interested in the advanced metrics, you know, a replacement level drafter is way below, you know, like a superstar drafter. We're talking about significant drops in WAR. So, and a, a couple, a couple of the people came back to their teams, and both people that is both people, yeah, had had 
a little bit of angst over yeah, some of the people some we questions. got. Yeah, some especially in those top four rounds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, where you're definitely not made in the draft, but is it possible to have your season broken in the draft? Well, that's a good question. You know, any endeavor like this, there's going to be some growing pains. And we're going to try some things out. And some things might work. Some things might not work. We're doing our best. I will say this. It's a learning opportunity for all those out there who maybe cannot make the draft night. Find your own replacement. Coach them up. Right? Take some initiative. Who found those replacement drafters last year? Well, the commissioner did. And commissioner you know, appointed draft. Commissioner did the best he could in uh, in a spirit of yeah, in the spirit of doing <laughs> the best that he could. I will say oh, the, spirit the of, re- yeah. replacement drafters didn't pick the way I would have picked, but you know, they were value add for the group, I thought. You know what? That 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 jumps to something I want to ask you about. Speaking of picking the way that you want to pick, if you had to choose someone else to draft your team this year from our league, Ooh. who would you pick? Ooh. Assuming that they're going to put in a good faith effort. And totally. totally. Who's, the best, who's the best drafter? I might have to go with, uh, with Zach here. I feel like he's been historically good. Jamie's been up there. How do you how do you win so much, Jamie? Your yeah. team never excites me. Two two top four finishes. And you've just always been in the mix. I don't get it. You trade a lot? Don't have a lot of trades. Last year I had a trade. I think I had two trades last year. But That's ridiculous. Yeah, man. Maybe pretty pretty consistent. Definitely look at the waiver wires, try to pick up a player or two here, but Who would you pick, Matt? Can y'all remember what, what – where did Stephen Luck finish the last couple of years? He's like, been in the mix, and he is one of the least active players every year on the waiver wire. I, yeah. I think that – He fell off a little bit last year, but I think that was mostly because of David Johnson getting mm-hmm. hurt. I think, didn't he have Julio, too? Julio had some injuries, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> um, I, for some reason, I, I kind of always feel like Stephen Luck somehow has these great teams. And again, I think those teams just come from draft day. You know, he's, there, there's there's no other big movement. Well, yeah. And uh, do you think that's a tribute to going pure ADP? I don't know how much preparation Stephen Luck puts into his draft. I don't I want know, him alive. I know, here, I know, I'm just saying. I know. But then you know you got. I mean, do I want to take Zach, who does the most research, who has the most interesting sleepers, also like takes some interesting gambles. You know, I'm, I'm always curious about what he's doing over there. But at the end of the day, I think I want Stephen Luck. I think that he just picks good players who are consistent. He gets a lot of wins. You know, I, that's what I want. Yeah, can't argue with wins. What about you, Jamie? I'll go with Zach. Mm. I like his approach. Zach, if you're listening, that's a vote of confidence for you, buddy. All right, let's just jump straight to player of the week, Josh Gordon. Ooh. <laughs> Draft is today. What round do you draft him? Oh, what a great question. Josh Gordon, enigma. He's an enigma. I would say, let's see, what are the factors? Cleveland Browns on the up and up. Nowhere to go but up. So they're at the bottom. I say they get maybe four wins this year. They have 
more talent at quarterback than they've had, although there's definitely some question marks there. Mm-hmm. Question? You, come on, Tyrod Taylor, he's the man. Yeah, not entirely clear he'll be the starter at the end of the year. Baker Mayfield might make a strong push. Tyrod Taylor gets a little struggles. Just saying. I mean, it would be like a totally Cleveland Browns type of thing to switch right. quarterbacks a couple times this year. Maybe switch back and forth a little bit. Add some notches to that jersey of theirs. Uh, let's see. So what So what we got? Josh Gordon's obviously a massive physical specimen. Question marks are well known. Well, did you hear that he... Yeah. Uh, There's the stuff today, right? Yeah. The, yeah, he's list. doing some counseling. Yeah, missing training camp. You know, which could go either way, right? Is this a sign of, you know, how much he's struggling? Is this a sign of his maturity? Right? You know, it's, it's just hard to say. It's a bit of a black box. Here's, here's what I think. Well, I looked this up a little bit earlier today. ADP, currently 34. Smack dab between Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. You're kidding me. So That's ridiculous. You're, That's obviously, taking, you're obviously taking Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey over Josh Gordon. I'm going to have to say I'll give him a fourth round grade then. I'll drop him down from his ADP about around. Okay. Wow, right next to Tyreek. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek maybe being undervalued this year. Maybe Sammy Watkins, the questions at quarterback. We're not entirely sure that he's going to live up to what he's done. He will. Watch the tape. He's a beast. <laughs> I, I took Tyreek last year in the fourth, and uh, I did not regret it. Yeah. He's open a lot. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with fourth. A fourth on uh, Josh Gordon. Hmm. Yeah, I think if, if the draft's today, I can't take him before the last five rounds. Hmm. I don't. I don't want him in don't any. Trust it. I don't want him in any of my starting spots. I think there's too much value at the top of the draft to to take him there. But I mean, obviously, ton of upside. Even coming back last year, he had definitely some serviceable weeks. Here's the thing: it's not even clear he's the best receiver on his own team. He is in every way the best receiver on his team. Yeah, and I think he he impacts drivers. Do you remember what he did in 2013? He led the league. What, are you, what have you done for me lately? That's the question. I, he showed the talent is still there last year. It's totally there. The best ability, the best ability in football, availability. Mm. Well, if he's there, he's going to be. If he's mm. there, maybe. Maybe. Where are you taking him? Maybe Jarvis. Maybe pushes, you know? I mean, I'm, I, I think with Jamie on this one, once I have a starting lineup, and if he's still on the board, I'd love to take him. He's your flex guy. I'd love to take him. But it's it's true. I You know, if, if I had him for much of last year in multiple leagues. <laughs> By multiple, I mean both. But, you know, I, that, that didn't work out so great for me. <clears throat> You like to bet on those bad character guys, right? Ezekiel last year. You know. I might have won this league and not bet for Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah, too bad. Just saying. That, that lawsuit crushed my season. Yeah. That, was, uh, that, was, that was a strange thing to be on the edge every single week, wondering what was going to happen. And that whole whole thing between Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell, like that was a very interesting... Power struggle. What would you say your relationship is with the rest of the ownership in the league right now? Any, any, uh, any power battles that we should know between you and other owners? 
That's a great question, Jamie. Being the commissioner is a hard job. I'll tell you, I, I have, I kind of feel for Roger Goodell sometimes. You know, he's, he gets, sure, he gets paid the money. He gets he paid, paid plenty of money. money to have to do this, but, you know, he's got, he's got to make the fans happy. He's got to make the players happy. He's got to make the owners happy. He's got to uphold the rules and the spirit of the game. Protect the shield. And, you know, when things go poorly, he's the one who gets gets the crap for it. And he hasn't been very popular, but look at the league. They're making buku bucks. They're they're but declining in popularity. I don't believe that. That's true. I don't believe that the the numbers point that out. I think if you look at TV ratings only, you see a decline, but if you look at all platforms, it's it's not entirely clear that that's the case. Revenue's up. Um, so, you know, I'll just say, I'm not a Roger Goodell fan. What I'm saying is, I actually just kind of feel for him, you know? Uh, it's hard to sort of manage all these things. I will say, you know, aspirationally, you, you, feel hear, for him? you hear the term player's coach, I want to be an owner's commissioner. You know, I really do. I want to be that guy that the commissioners come to. They say, I got a problem. I, you know, I think this maybe happened with you last year. You happened with somebody. Maybe I, I made a trade I didn't mean to make, and I need a little bit of help. Nothing's gone through yet. Can you help me out? You know, if it's in the spirit of That's the league, true. I can That's maybe, true. you know, like step in that. and kind of do, do that. that. So just saying, you know, I think my relationship's okay, but... It's a lot of pressure, man. I, I maybe it was a maybe it was something inside of me that was suggesting earlier that we put it up to a vote, see who wants to be commissioner next. Maybe more democratic kind of situation might be better. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to ask what you guys think of me as a commissioner because that's you know nobody wants to have to answer that. But yeah, journalistically, I wouldn't feel comfortable answering that right now. But happy to take it off the record. Yeah, well, you know, provide constructive feedback. I have to say, I'm always open to suggestions. I, uh, you know, it's it's a learning process. Day by day, you, you learn new things every day. You maybe wouldn't do things the same way you did them before. You try, try new ways, you know? See what works. Yeah, and definitely what appears to be one of your main communication strategies is the email process. So yeah. can you just talk to us a little bit about how you approach emails to the league in that official league communication and what what you're aiming to foster within within that yeah that's great yeah so you want to do um you, you want to be communicative you don't want to waste people's time you want to uh get the job done get the information across but you also you don't want a high bounce rate right you want people to get down to the bottom of the email so you got to keep them hooked a little bit you know it, it takes a little bit of uh forethought maybe you know i've, I've probably I've tried different things, you know, depending on how much time I have. I think, you know, the brevity on one side versus sort of humor and engagement on the other. It's kind of therapeutic to get in there, write a good email every once in a while. Uh, you know, I think it helps me with the sort of league relations and the, you know, the own, being the owner's commissioner, right? Uh, but, you know, you know, I, I pride myself on my, my league communications. Yeah, I'd like to see more of the league jump in in a similar spirit and, you know, see how we can do with, with some... Uh, you know, maybe get some banter going. That's true. I think Seth's the only one that I could I could call consistent. Consistent contributor. It's true. Yeah. 
likewise prides himself on his outward facing league communique. <laughs> Side question: What round does uh, what, what? Saquon? Saquon. He's a first rounder. Yeah, first round. He's, he's going. Yeah. yeah. He's this year's Zeke. Is Seth gonna get him? Uh, it depends where he goes. Yeah. Depends what, what, uh, what draft the, format. Yeah, draft format. Yeah, depends where the uh, a lot of question marks there. The randomizer. Randomizer. Yeah. I don't know. I love that 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 draft day trade that we had. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, was the, great? the five six. Yeah. Or the six seven. Whatever it was. It's five seven. You helped you get Jordy in the first round. I yeah, which was a total good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that hey, was great. How do you feel about Jordy Raiders. playing for the uh, Raiders this year? Derek Carr, you can draft him? Goodbye, him? Goodbye Jordy. I'm sorry. Hmm. See ya. Hey, what'd you guys think about the, uh, the March, March Dadness? Well, it was a good experiment. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think of anything that we could expand into. You know, what, what, other, uh, what other sports could we jump into? Do you think it was good? I kind of blacked out after the first weekend of the tournament. Don't remember anything else from the rest of the time. But I think there were a lot of... <laughs> Locally based people. I'm from Pennsylvania, so I had Villanova winning it, and they they carried me to the number one spot. So I was a little more engaged, and it covered my entry fee this yeah, year. So yeah. I'm remind big, me of that. I I'm totally forgotten. I'm that. a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was super fun. All, All right. right. So uh, okay. So here's some ideas. We'll throw it out to the league ownership. Maybe we could vote on this. See if we have any good ideas. Here's a couple ideas. We test them out here. Beta testing. March Dadness or Dad Bod Field Day. Field Day. Field this, Day. This sounds like physical challenges. Yeah, physical challenges. Where... We get out and maybe do some relays, some sack races, do some uh, some some physical challenges, and then we move over into the to the lawn games, the drinking games. We do a little ladder ball, cornhole, a little bit of cornhole, a little bit of a you know, what's the frisbee game? Can can jam can jam, love can jam. You know, I think it could be a good day, right? Maybe four hours out there on a nice, you know, spring day. Yeah, just dad bods or just uh, bring bring your wives, bring your kids. Well, it's up to you guys. But I, <laughs> I say just dad bods. I say it's a, a sort of bonding experience in the off season, maybe even during the season. Who knows? I'm in dad bod dad bod poker tournament. Hmm, that's too much for me. Too much. Too much. Win your win your uh, win your entry fee for the next year, or just keep losing money. <laughs> just keep losing money. All right. Well, you know, spirit of uh, innovation. We'll try some new things. Maybe this year. We'll see. We'll see. You're you're right about that. Let, let, let's jump something serious though. Um, tougher question. So, I feel like concussions and Kaepernick are the elephants in the room. Mm-hmm. And as the commissioner, do you think that? Do you think that you're comfortable with the current level of fanhood that you've got, or do you have any moral qualms? You know, do you have? How do you feel about supporting a game that still has significant, significant issues? Are we going to be looked at like people mm. that went to the Coliseum mm-hmm. back in the day? Mm. Yeah. And this if is, we are, yeah. how do you feel being the commissioner of a league like yeah. this that, you know, totally complicit, right? Promotes a mm-hmm. higher level. Of fanhood yeah. and involvement. Wow. Let me. Well, let me. I'll address the, the the concussions thing. I've given that some thought. 
I feel a little bit complicit in my fandom. Although I will say, so I never saw the Will Smith movie. What was that called? Concussion. Movie? Concussion. <laughs> I think it's just, uh, just concussion. You know the whole idea that the league would intentionally suppress that uh, that knowledge. We're gonna set that off to the side. I don't know the merits of that or not, but um, I feel like it's a great thing that CTE is becoming more. We're learning more about it. It's coming out into the to the public consciousness. Players know about it. The league and the players trying to figure out new ways to deal with it. New rules for being applied to all players this year. Uh, Developing new helmets, you know, all those sorts of things. I think um, when you take all that into account, um, you know, I'm I'm comfortable supporting the game with my, you know, illegally streaming it online, and not paying any money to, you know, get it. Uh, <laughs> um, what, what, what site is that? Uh, Reddit. It's a Reddit thread. And we can put this in the show notes as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. FBI, if you're listening. Come and get me. Uh, the the flag issues and the, the different thing in the the Kaepernick um, is he being blackballed? Is he not? I don't know. I mean, he had some success. He was not a sort of he wasn't a widely recognized top tier quarterback, but he's probably better than a lot of people that are playing right now. It seems conceivable that the owners maybe are trying to be punitive in in not signing him, but at the same time. If they thought he would win, somebody would sign him. I mean, I mean, I got to imagine. I think the whole dust up over the the protests is uh, it's a sad state on how gullible half of our country is that they would think that the protests are about the flag in the first place, uh, or about you know whether or not we should honor our country or people who serve our country. I mean, that's obviously not about that. If you just listen to anybody who's doing it. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Mm. Where do you guys land on that? you think that we're overly complicit? You guys are in the league. I mean, I, I just am still thinking about this Kaepernick question, and it's insane to me. I mean, this is a guy that I saw come in to Lambeau Field and rip apart my Packers multiple times. Wants on his way to the Super Bowl. How many games did he play that season? Because he know. came in after Smith got hurt, right? They were well on their way to the Super Bowl. Here's the thing about new quarterbacks: is until you get tape on them, they can they can catch you by surprise. Defenses adapt. He, he caught us by surprise two or three years in a row. Uh, you, you, you never had you quite just... the good defense in, in Green Bay in, in the last decade or so, probably right. This is a guy who has had multiple winning seasons and has playoff experience, has won a lot of games. You can't tell me that the Packers are better off with either Brett Hundley or Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, Kaiser hasn't won a game. Uh, Brett has won three. Yeah, you may Ka- be right. Kaepernick is a huge upgrade over either of those guys. You may be right. I don't know. Huge. That's crazy to me. I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, dirty hands, right? <laughs> it's the dirty hands problem. We've got dirty hands. I don't know what that problem is. <laughs> <laughs> Complicity with evil. 
Look, we're trying to do our best, right? I mean, it's a game when you come down to it. And we're participating in this because it's a game for us. Now, very real people, their welfare is caught up in it. I mean, the thing with the, with the concussions, the interesting question to me is what's the game going to look like a generation from now, two generations from now? What's it going to look like in terms of socioeconomics of the game? Um, will it become sort of a desperate attempt for those who don't have means to other sports that are more expensive? You know, those sorts of like cumulative things may affect people, but in the end, you play it because it's fun, right? Why do you play football in the backyard? Why do you play football in the neighborhood? It's a fun game. And I don't have a boy, but I would let my kid play football, I think. At a certain age? Or like, would you keep him out until middle school? school? You need to really learn before high school. I mean, I don't know that you you get that much of a sort of leg up in football the same way you do in soccer or some of these more political sports. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe wait a little bit, but... Yeah, I think I agree. Mm-hmm. There is always, you know, kind of that lingering question in the background of will I look back at this differently mm-hmm. in You know what sport time? has a higher concussion rate than football? Women's soccer. Women's soccer, right? Yeah. If my girls want to play soccer, I'm going to let them play soccer, right? More so than men's soccer. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Huh. Who would have thought? Yeah. It's crazy. How do we want to wrap this up? J-Dib, you got any more, you got any more questions? No, I think those are... That's good. Any big comments? I want to address the league. Speak directly to the people. Just say, what a, what a great gift it is to be able to do this year in and year out with this group of guys. I just, I'm inspired by their willingness to show up, their, uh, you know, lightheartedness and also seriousness with which they take the game. It's just a joy for me to be able to compete week in and week out, and uh, I hope we continue to do it. Thanks for joining the show. Good night and good luck. <laughs> Do we need to say anything else? Nah. How to close the show? Uh, we can figure that out later. Theme song. Homemade fresh baked burger rolls. Sauteed beef in sloppy joes. If you eat like that, you got to grow. Slow cook full of pork burritos. Chicken wings, roast potatoes. If you eat like that, you got to grow.